Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year with host Melissa Grimm. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hello, and welcome to Trucking 101, Surviving Your First Year, the show that will not only help you survive, but thrive in your first year. Our mission is to find and pass along knowledge to new drivers that will make them the safest drivers on the road and provide a firm stepping stone into a successful career. Our show is not just for new drivers. It is also an outlet for experienced drivers to share their knowledge. If you have a question, a comment, or a topic, press 1 and we will get you on the show. We can talk about safety, managing your finances, living in the truck, hours of service, compliance, or anything else you want to talk about. Tonight's topic is know your role. Let me go ahead and bring on my uh, co-host here, Russ Morgan. Hey, Russ, how's it going? Uh, It's going. Just putting dinner away. All right. I know. Dinner time show. Uh, hey, it's almost always dinner time show. I'm usually either cooking or just done with cooking during the shows. <laughs> right, exactly. But, you know. Well, um, so tonight we're talking about knowing your role. Basically, what is your job? Uh, a lot of people think they get paid. I think it's because actually it's the way we get paid because we get paid by the mile. So most people think that your only job is to drive the truck. And we both know that it's a lot more than that. But that is one of the first things, truck operator slash trailer driver. Yeah, that's what I was fixing to say, trailer driver, um, which is really one of the most important things. Make sure you know where the heck your trailer is and where it's going uh, and it's not running over something. Uh, matter of fact, I thought I was going to – I thought my video camera was going to get me some nice footage of that happening, but it uh, – they finally saw each other in the parking lot and stopped. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we're not just uh, truck drivers out here. I mean, you know, yeah, you gotta, you know, pick up freight, uh, you know, safely on time, you know, and uh, get it delivered uh, safely on and on time. Uh, and as we all know, uh, you know, life happens out here. And um, eventually, you know, you're going to blow a tire. You're going to have a light go out. Uh, you know, something's going to happen. You know, uh, be it small or large. And I, you know, I run into these drivers all the time. I matter of fact, here not too long ago, I ran into one, and uh, he was rolling into the shop to um, get a midship light fixed. And I mean, I looked at him like he was crazy. I was like, "Why don't you?" I said. Go in there, buy one, put it on the side of your truck. Don't sit out here and wait and get down the road. Oh, no, no, no. You know, he's like, that's not my job. Uh, yeah. Well, it may not technically be your job, but, uh, you know, you, uh, sitting here, you're costing yourself money. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and you're costing, um, you know, if the company's paying for it, um, you know, you're costing them money to have a mechanic put it on there. 
when I mean when it's extremely simple. Now I understand there's some people that are not mechanically inclined and what have you. And I mean I fix all kinds of crap on these trailers. Um, and every now and then I will call in and go, hey, look, you know this trailer's jacked up. I, uh, you know we need to get it fixed. Um, good example of that is uh, the uh, tandem slider wasn't operating correctly. And so I called, and uh, I know how the system works around here. I called and told them about it, um, called dispatch, said, hey, look, if something doesn't happen here real quick, this load's not going to be here on time. And, uh, you know, I said, I said I'm, work- I'm going to work on it until I get a call back. Well, I got under there with uh, the tools I had and, uh, and even a few redneck tools and uh, got the problem fixed, got it slid. Uh, ended up calling the shop back and uh, before they even called me and told them, said, hey, we don't need it. I got it operating. Uh, it's not perfect. It still needs to go back to the shop and be done correctly, but I do have it functioning. You know, I mean, simple stuff like that will, uh, well, that, like I said, that may not be so simple for some people, but I mean, it got me moving again. I was still late for the load and I, and I got rejected. Uh, but I got rejected because of, uh, uh, you know, the trailer was broke. So I ended up getting paid to run the load back, drop it in the yard, and they had to make another appointment for it. Um, so, uh, you know, my point is at least um, I made the effort. I, sometimes waiting on a uh, truck to come out, I mean, I, I might have still been sitting there. Um, you know, I've had that, matter of fact, had that happen the other night. I, I'm not sure you want me that wound up to what, as to what happened the other night, but, uh, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, 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 we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not go down that road because yeah, I'm, my language might get abusive. Uh, <laughs> so, but anyway, um, I mean that's kind of my point, you know. I mean, for simple stuff, and I mean, and there's a lot of smart guys out here, you know, crawling to there. And I mean, if you could fix it and get yourself moving down the road, or at least get it fixed to where you can get to a shop, uh, you know, try to do that. Uh, you know, instead of sitting there waiting on a, you know, a service truck or something like that. You know, I mean, how hard is it to change a light, you know, one of these low lights, you know, on our tractor or uh, uh, on our trailer? Now I realize the ones that are way up high, most of us don't have the ladders to get up there. So, you know that, you know, I'll roll up my shop and say, hey, I, you know, I need this light swapped out. Um, but, you know, any simple stuff that I can do, um, you know, making sure my tire pressures are up, uh or uh, changing lights, um, you know, my uh, uh, airlines in the back, may, you know, one of the springs, may, you know, broke or stretched out or something like that. I mean, any simple stuff like that I can do, I can do. Uh, I'll get under there and, and fix it. Um, that way I keep moving down the road, and I don't have and, – and I mean, I did this as a company driver, you know, because I wanted to keep that truck moving because uh, as a company driver, unless that thing was – Moving, you know, I sure wasn't getting paid, and I mean it's a little better now being an owner op. I mean it's still, if I'm not you know moving, I'm not getting paid. So, uh, but yeah, I mean it's you know little simple stuff like that uh, could definitely make uh, your life a lot easier and uh, and keep the paycheck flowing. You know, and it's better for the company. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, airlines. Uh, you, you talked about fixing the airlines, but why don't you tell everybody how that you can fix the airlines to keep them uh, legal? 
um, you mean the ones that are hanging below the trailer or? Um, yeah, if, they're, if one of the springs broke loose and they're hanging down. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if one of the springs broke loose, yeah, I mean, I've grabbed uh, bungee cords, tarp straps, um, you know, and uh, run around the lines and, you know, and hook it up to the trailer, you know, get them, get them up in the air. Zip ties uh, would also work. Zip tie, yeah, I've even done that. I've, you know, I had some zip ties in the side box and, and uh, I've zip tied them. Uh, you know, I've had a couple of glad hands that were kind of wore out and, and uh, wouldn't meet up with mine very well. I, you know, and, uh, my rubber mallet went to work on it, and uh, I got a good tight seal. So, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, like I said, little, you know, little simple things like that. They even, well, I don't, I can't say I've ever taped any up, but, um, you know, Bungee cords definitely keep some, you know, airlines up in the air. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk about carrying spare parts with you. Uh, the companies that I am familiar with usually have uh, spare parts for the trailers uh, in the company shops that you can go buy and get. Uh, they'll have lights. Uh, you can get fuses, grommets for the glad hands. Um, this is one thing you're going to want to get yourself. You're going to want to get a broom that's going to come in handy, save you some time when you have to sweep out your trailer for your next load. Uh, so those are some things that you're going to want to keep with you. It's going to help you, uh, when, you know, little things go out like lights and fuses and you need a new grommet or whatever. You want to make sure you have that with you. So it'll save you time. But let's talk about if you happen to have used your spare parts and you come up on a trailer that needs a part. Let's say you're in a drop lot and you're about to pick up a trailer that, you know, it's a hot load. It's got to go. needs a light. What do you do? Uh, Well, I'm not sure how the company feels about this. I know what I have done. I have looked around for the biggest piece of crap. Uh, some of these customers we go through will have uh, will have some red tag trailers on it that belong to the same company. You know, they're our company trailers, and um, so yeah, I have hijacked a lot um, before. Um, matter of fact, Becky and I it seemed like we went through a, a string of tail lights being out on trailers, and uh, so uh, no, I'm sorry, not tail lights, license plate lights. Um, and I have hijacked some of those, but I've also sent in uh, a deal saying, you know, trailer needs license plate light or, you know, or whatever. Of course, it was sitting there red tagged at the customer anyway. Um, and I have gotten them off of uh, empty trailers sitting there at the customer. Of course, I, I've, you know, I'll send in a message saying, hey, you know, it's missing this. Uh, I have pulled up to a, uh, a customer and go look for parts and had all the lights gone off a trailer before. Um, so I, you know, I try to keep the spare parts, um, and if it's something that I can, you know, especially like during the daytime, it's not a light or something like that. And I can sneak over to the truck stop and buy it. I usually do that if it's close. Um, but yes, I have, uh, over the years hijacked, uh, stuff off, like I said, one of our company trailers, um, you know, gotten parts off of it so uh is that what you were talking about yeah that's what i was talking about yep yeah we had a discussion about we were supposed to do the show last week but 
uh, things got messed up, and uh, <clears throat> you ended up in a bad signal yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. 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 Bad, bad signal area, and yeah, yeah, you're going to get me wound up over a mechanic here in a minute. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, talk about knowing your role, right? <laughs> he didn't. No, no, he definitely didn't know his role. And um, I had a nice, uh, like I said, I'm not trying not to get wound up, but I did have a nice little discussion uh, with his manager about it, uh, complete with photos. Mm-hmm. So, no? uh, you know. Uh, well, well, real quick and in a hurry. I, uh, we won't get into a long, drawn-out story, but basically the guy came up to your truck for a road call and didn't have any other tools on his truck other than, you know, what he needed to change your tire. So he was completely right. unprepared for anything. So that's definitely right. not um, knowing your role. Because, yeah, you got to be prepared for other stuff when you're going for a road call. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, you know what? It comes back to basic customer service, you know. If we showed up to a customer without a trailer to pick up a load, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, that's uh, you know, I, I kind of put it in in that category. Uh, so, and I'm trying not to get wound up over it, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, you know. So I, I mean, I had a pleasant discussion with his uh, uh, with his manager about it because. Um, you know, it it was unacceptable. It made their company look bad. And, you know, I uh, had a hell of a day anyway, and then, of course, I, uh, I blew out a, uh, a tire, and mm-hmm. he shows up with uh, uh, no tools except to change a tire. That was it. So, um, and then I ended up fixing the the problem that was there. All I, need, I needed help with one tool that I didn't have on the truck, which I usually do, but... I didn't. So, anyway, yeah, it was a uh, it was a mess, and I end up uh, end up getting on the night shift because of it. You know, uh, sit there till what was it about two thirty, three o'clock in the morning when I finally made it to bed. Right. So, rough you know, uh, it, yeah, yeah, rough night. Anyway, all right, go ahead. Yeah, you, you're gonna get me wound up. <laughs> I was trying to make it quick. Uh, but obviously, it's still bothering you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did get my drawers in a little bit of a knot over it. Um, yeah, well, it's perfectly understandable. Yes. Anyway, so uh, uh, a couple more tips uh, for people like me who lack upper body strength. There's a couple of things that you can use to help you when you're dealing with the, the trucks. Um Go get yourself some handles for the clad hands. They uh, sell them in just about every truck stop. I, I see them in Loves a lot. Um, but anyways, they, they just screw on to your airlines, and they give you the leverage that you need to get them to, you know, connect. Because some of those, some of those um, connections are really, really tight and hard to get it to to pull down. So those handles are very, very helpful. Uh, and also another thing that I mean is going to be your best friend out on the road is going to be your rubber mallet. You will be surprised at how much stuff you will use your rubber mallet for if it wants to be stubborn. Uh, you can use them on the glad hands if you don't have the handles. You just you know just beat the glad hands into submission. 
Um, you can uh, use them at the door. I like to beat it in. Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm afraid of breaking it, but anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Well, for people like me, it feels like you're beating on it. And now, if you beat on it, you'd probably break it. But for the not so strong people, yeah, you got to beat it. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not as strong as uh, you guys. So uh, if you got a door that won't close, you know, the handles that won't go all the way down, you just, you know, take the rubber mallet and, and tap on it, uh, get it to go all the way down. Um, the tandem puller, rather than using your foot to uh, get it back in, just tap it with the rubber mallet, and it'll pop it right back into place. Um, Becky has a trick that she uses. Does she use her rubber mallet when the tandems won't lock into position? Uh, she's used them for, uh, for unlocking. I don't know. You, you can tag her in and, uh, she's got all kinds of little tricks that she used. But, um, I've seen her take the rubber mallet and be back there beating the crap out of the pans. And then I hear I'll walk around with the sledge and go, let's get this business done. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't remember her, uh, all her little tricks with the rubber mallet, but yeah, yeah a rubber mallet something. is, it, I, it's I know she's room. got a lot. Let me see if she wants to, Hey Becky, do you want to talk about all the stuff you use your rubber mallet for? I know it's a lot. Yeah, I do use it. If the, if the tandem, uh, handle won't stay out or it won't stay out far enough to keep the pins released. Yeah. I shove the, um, the head part where the handle bends, and then push the handle, the wooden handle up against the rail, and that holds the handle out every time. There you go. That's easier than vice grips, that's for sure. Did you have any other good yeah. uses for the for the mallet? Easier for than vice grips, and yeah, I, I whatever pops up. If it's rescue yeah. the uh Using inappropriate tools at inappropriate times for, yeah, the wrong things. But I'm one of those people that tends to just beat something into submission. So yeah. The rubber mallet is actually good for that. Um, airlines that yeah. want to be trained and not want to uh, line up with each other or, you know, work them, you know, get all the way locked in, rubber mallet. Um, right. Yep. Same thing when they won't come back out. Rubber mallet them back yep. up. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else. Gosh, I use it for so many things now I can't even think. But yeah, you know, checking yeah. uh, tires, doing whatever. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you, Becky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if she I mean, picks up a power tool, if she pick, if she picks up a power tool, I have a heart attack. But anyway, I forgot to uh, <laughs> go ahead. It's a it's a long list. There's a lot of stuff you can use your mallet for. I I keep it right by the uh, the driver's seat, right right inside the door because I, I use it multiple times a day. So rubber mallet definitely something you're going to want to have. Uh, also a fifth wheel puller. Um, if you have a regular fifth wheel that just pulls straight out and you can't reach all the way in there and pull it out, you can use the fifth wheel puller to give yourself some leverage. I have one of the weird ones that you have to, you know, solve the puzzle in order to get it to pull out. So, but, uh, anyways, it'll work really good for a straight one. 
So uh, let's go back to talking about uh, driving the truck. What is all involved? Because that's like, really, that is the biggest part of our job. That's what takes up the most time. All this other stuff is definitely part of your job, and you need to be prepared to do it. And, you know, we're giving you tips to do it better. But driving, um, as a truck driver, you need to drive to keep yourself safe and everyone around you safe. So basically you got to drive for yourself and you got to drive for everybody around you because you're supposed to be paying attention. You should be paying attention. And unfortunately, usually you're the only one that is paying attention. So that's what I mean when I say drive for yourself and everybody around you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, matter of fact, I caught a uh, – um, I'm adding more to my uh, dash cam videos of, uh, um, <clears throat> you know, idiots that we all have to deal with out here. Uh, I reach up there and, and uh, hit the save button almost every day. And matter of fact, I'm in the Chicago area, and I hit it twice today. I probably could have hit it several more times, um, you know, for just the idiots around us. Um and then, uh, you know, earlier here in the, uh, you know, in the parking lot, I mean, there was a truck coming along, and um, he was coming in the gate, and one was, uh, and I mean, he was this guy was way in the gate. There's no way this other guy did not see him, and just was flying, turned right in front of him, and then went flying for the exit gate. You know, um, man, slow down in these freaking truck stops. You know, uh, there's people out walking dogs. There's, um, you know, all the time people moving around. Um, you know, and then I see, um, you know, I see people. You know, even even some truck drivers not paying attention. You know, not using the mirrors. You know, you got uh, you got to make sure that you know trailer's going to get around your corner. Make sure you're not going to run over anything with it back in the hole. Um, saw a guy earlier backing in the hole and. Was just steadily looking out the driver's window, never looked, you know, over the other side. And he and he, uh, he liked to clip the truck that was um, coming on the scale right in front of where he was backing up. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you know, it'd definitely be patient. You know, like today um, when I was running through some of the Chicago traffic, I mean, I was, you know, mosing along. I let a truck in. I, you know, I just wasn't in a hurry easing along and of course you know everybody else has you know got to be there yesterday uh but i you know i finally learned that just you know kick back relax listen to my book my music whatever i'm doing and um and be patient and of course now i'm having fun uh you know uh catching uh idiocy on the uh, uh on the dash cam uh eventually i'll get enough to put a three or four minute video together and and uh I may put it up on our page, on the Trucking 101 page, when I get it done. Hey, there you go. Don't be that guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, don't be that guy. You know, um, <clears throat> the guy that was back in, and I finally got out and, and uh, you know, and watched for him and kind of, you know, and helped him. So, But, you know, man, get out. and I mean, you got somebody having a hard time back then. I mean, I've been doing this forever. I've been back in trailers since I was a kid, you know, um, Farm trailers with tractors, boat trailers, whatever. 
I mean, I can back into a hole, and I mean, there's days I can't pray to hit a hole. And uh, you know, I don't care how long you've been driving out here. I mean, you know, some you're gonna have a bad back day. Uh, you know, you're just going to. You know, man, if somebody's having a hard time getting in the hole, get out and you know, and watch for them, help them. Uh, you know, and if you don't have anybody to help, get out and look. Um, I see it on mirrors all the time. It says goal. Get out and look. Um, and uh, of course, I like my version of that better, but I'll I'll not say that anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, and just, you know, and, um, you know, move slow. I mean, we're, we're big, we're slow in the way, you know, we're big, we're slow and we're in the way anyway. And, um, you know, when I'm moving around these truck stops, you know, I, I'm usually never over about eight miles an hour, eight, nine miles an hour moving around these truck stops. I don't know how many times I've had people step out in front of me, uh, truck pull out, you know, especially if you've got a funky angle parking and they have to come out, and you know what? And they can't see you. I mean, they can they can look in the mirrors, but you know, there's a lot of times they can't see you. So, uh, you know, I call it slow maneuvers. Um, you know, weaving yep. through the parking lot or weaving through whatever. Slow maneuvers. Yep, that's really the biggest part of your job. The it's easy to run straight down the highway. Just about anybody can do that. It, it comes to navigating city streets and parking lots of chippers and receivers. That's the hard part. Getting that trailer around without damaging anything. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, uh, one really, really big part of a driver's job is the pre-trip and the post-trip. Uh, it's required by most companies to log it, but just because you log it doesn't mean you actually did it. So it's it's really important that you actually get out and do a good pre-trip and post-trip every day. you got to walk around your truck and look at everything more than twice a day, multiple times a day, because uh, you can get into uh, complacency, you know, it, you know, the truck's fine. You know, it's running good. Nothing's going on with it. But it, especially with, like, leaks and stuff, they can spring leaks at, at any time, at any time. Uh, I mean, I I unfortunately had to learn this lesson the hard way. I got into uh, complacency. Uh, I went and I did a really good uh, post trip on my truck. It was parked bobtail at my house. And uh, I really, I did a really good post trip on it, and I was home for a few days. So when I got home, I did a really good post trip, crawled around on the ground and everything, and everything all looked fantastic. Uh, and when I got out and was ready to get back out on the road, I just did a quick walk around uh, very, very fast. You know, Bobtail had been sitting at home. What could possibly have happened? Oh, yeah, it was leaking. I completely missed the leak and, and ended up with a very expensive repair. So, yeah, don't be that guy. And unfortunately, that time I was that guy. So you can't ever, ever get lulled into a sense of complacency with these trucks because it'll bite you in the butt. Oh, yeah, it will. I, well, you know, I've caught uh, rear end leaks twice uh, on trucks that, you know, I – um I've kind of gotten a habit now, and I don't do it every time, but uh, I do it a lot uh, when I'm dropping and hooking. And I'll stop real quick, and I'll, uh, you know, when I've got my uh, 
tractor trailer separated. Uh, and I walk around and look real quick. And if I hadn't have done that, um, I had two pretty serious oil leaks uh, on the rear end. Um, you know, I may not have, uh, you know, I may not have caught it because um, it um, it had started. Uh, uh, the one was real bad. Uh, it had started throwing oil all over um, the front axle. And uh, with my trailer on there and what have you, you know, just looking, doing your regular pre-trip, it was, it was almost impossible to see. And, uh, but I mm-hmm. caught it when it, uh, you know, when I had it separated. And uh, thank goodness I did. Uh, went and bought the parts and like I never got anybody to put the parts on there. But I kept um, putting fluid in that axle uh, until I finally got somewhere where somebody fixed it for me. Because uh, it took a whole lot more tools than I carried on the truck to uh, get it done. So, um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's very important. Um, and you know, and a very good tip. You know, it, I mean, doesn't take me two minutes, three minutes. Yeah, you know, I'm mean, a lot of times we're in a hurry. You know, if you're dropping and hooking or something like that. Uh, but I mean, it's you know the two times that I've caught that. I mean, how many thousands of dollars has that saved me? I mean, if I hadn't caught that leak and go, okay, all right, I got a problem. I need to check how much fluid I got in that rear end. Um, you know, I mean, I could I, yeah, I could have completely trashed the rear end. Um, uh, so uh, you know, and like I said, I've caught two of them. Um, in my uh, in my driving career, so uh, both of them on uh, trucks I owned. So, anyway, yeah, uh, go ahead. So uh, let's go ahead and move on past uh, basic maintenance and driving the truck and trailer. Another part of your job um, as a truck driver is you're a company representative. Oh, absolutely. Um. And uh, where did my notes go? Oh, my my uh, phone is not cooperating here. Yeah, uh, you definitely are. I mean, I keep I keep a shirt in uh, my closet here. That um, I mean, it's a nice button down shirt with a collar on it and what have you. And when I get out and I go in uh, to pick up my load, deliver my load, um, I put that on. Uh, if not, I go in there looking like a dog because I, ha- you know, I ha- vacuum the truck every day, but I have a Labrador in here that uh, sheds terribly. Uh, so, I mean, I always put that on, tuck my shirt in, have clean clothes, uh, not smelling like a goat's ass, and um, go in and, uh, you know, like you said, I mean, you're the company representative that this customer is having to deal with, you know, Um you know, it helps to look good. Uh, you know, I'm not saying put on a suit or anything like that, but, you know, a nice pair of blue jeans and, a you know, and a nice shirt. I mean, I don't know how many times I see drivers getting out. I mean, I was at a customer the other day. This guy walks in in a uh, tank top and PJs. And uh, it was all I could – yeah. <laughs> it was uh, – it, it wasn't with our company here, but uh, I'd have said something. And I almost said something because a lot of times my mouth just, uh, you know, will – a lot of times I just can't control my mouth. And, um, you know, I almost said something, and uh, I didn't. But, uh, you know, I mean, 
I tell you know, I run around them comfortable. You know, I mean, maybe in a pair of shorts and a T-shirt and what have you. But when I go to a customer, you know, I make sure I've got on decent clothes. Um, when I go into, uh, you know, to uh, deliver, pick up, whatever I've got to do with that customer. Uh, <coughs> another thing that I've done uh, at customers, I've had them, I've had them ask me to to do stuff uh, that's you know, not in my job description. And um, they want uh, their yard meal had gone down. They they asked me if I would move a trailer and put a trailer back in the hole. And I said, yeah, you know, I said, but um, I was I, I I used to go to this customer a lot, so I was kidding with the guy. I said, I said, so what are you gonna do for me? And uh, he brought me a whole case of chips. You know, that's what this customer did, and and you know. He brought me a whole case of chips. You know, I mean, I, I sit there and, and kind of negotiated the deal. You know, was uh, like I said, harassing with the guy. But um, I've done that many times in the oil field. I used to negotiate seriously, negotiate with these guys that they uh, would want me to do something that was kind of out of my job description. And um, so I, you know, I would negotiate with them. Well, you know, and doing little stuff like that, I end up. Uh, we were brand new at this. Uh, had you know, just started working this account. And uh, so I started uh, kind of a rapport uh, and negotiating with the company man. And when they had a big job to do, they didn't care if it was my day off or not. They wanted me out there, um, which really didn't hurt my feelings, uh, you know, because I used to get a warning, and then I just changed my days off. Um, but, you know, just little negotiations. I mean, I got all kinds of work. For the company, I said, all right, I'll do this for you. You know, uh, when y'all's next job opens up, you know, you know, make sure that you know we're here doing it. You know, and I mean doing all of it. Uh, you know, uh, instead of using these guys for your pump truck, how about using how about trying our pump truck instead of using these guys for uh, for whatever? You know, how about giving us a shot at it? And um, you know, I, it always worked out well. Now, I mean, if you're a company driver, you know, you really don't have a lot of room. Uh, to negotiate with a customer like that. I mean, there may be a, a couple of little situations where you can, but um, the owner operators out here, uh, you know, we got a whole lot more leeway as far as uh, uh, negotiating. I mean, you know, we negotiate freight rates and everything else. So, uh, you know, if they want something done that's a little bit out of the ordinary, you know, uh, use that opportunity to uh, uh, negotiate, Get you know, see if you can uh, – you know, work the deal, maybe get you something out of it. Um, and, you know, and it's, you know, and give good customer service. I mean, when you're there, be polite. Um, you know, treat them like you'd want to be treated. You know, I mean, I see drivers come in there and scream and yell and jump up and down. And, you know, um, that could get you put to the back of the line. You know, I mean, I've mm-hmm. gone in uh, to customers and, uh, Go, hey, you know what? We're behind. We're, you know, this is going on. This is going on. I was like, all right, hey, you know, is there a place where I can stay here on the lot? You know, uh, there's something I can do to, you know, to help get me loaded quicker and out of here. You know, doing that has uh, helped me, you know, a whole lot more than hurt me. You know, just, uh, just be nice and just try to provide, you know, them good customer service. You know, eventually, uh, you know, they may put. Uh, a couple of their best guys, uh, you know, to loading you, um, you know, for, 
you know, just going in there and, and being nice and seeing what you can do to, you know, to help. So. Yeah, you moved uh, right into the next part, company rep and customer service. Basically, you are the customer service arm of the company, and that's basically what, you know, you were just talking about. Uh, it is your job to provide good customer service because you are the first uh, link to your company when it comes to that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's why, you know, everything that I just mentioned is, you know, is so important. Um, you know, go in there, be nice, be polite. Um, you know, um, if they need you to do something that's weird, you know, I mean, um, if you can do it, do it. I mean, if you can't do it, then by all means, you know, politely explain to them, you know, sorry, hey, it's, it's against company policy to do this or whatever. And, you know, that, you know, they usually say, okay, you know, and, and, and go on with it. Uh, but I mean, I've seen drivers scream and have a hissy fit over, you know, being asked to do something that's weird or different. Um, and I mean, if I can do it and I can safely do whatever it is they want me to do, I will, you know, cause by doing that, they're going to get to me quicker and get me on my way, get me loaded, get me unloaded, right, exactly. whatever it is. Exactly. So <sighs> we're always. We are at the next job description. As a truck driver, your job is to com communicate. Oh, I have a problem doing so, that. <laughs> yeah, uh, most go ahead, companies go ahead. have a system set up. Yeah, most companies have a system setting up. You just messed me up. Okay, most companies have a system set up for you to communicate with your dispatcher, which is your first point of contact in keeping everybody in the loop. They'll pass on whatever information to the right people and, and get it taken care of. But your job is to communicate whatever is going on with them. ETAs, problems, concerns, whatever it might be, just keep your dispatcher in the loop. That way, you know, they're not, you know, two days behind if you have to call them up and, and you have a major problem. They're they're uh, with you every step of the way. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, um, you know, most of the time, you know, there's usually, you know, I can handle whatever, but I mean, if there's a, uh, well, good example, uh, uh, the other morning, I, Bounced over to the customer and got there right around six o'clock in the morning. Uh, I was literally around the corner. I wasn't. I wasn't a half mile from them. And uh, got over there. My load was supposed to be ready, and, and it wasn't. So uh, they said, uh, "Hey, will you put your trailer in this door and uh, go ahead and run back down to the truck stop? We'll call you." So I gave it. Uh, well, I don't know about the standard time. I don't know two and a half, three hours, and. Um, so uh, I called in and said, hey, look, you know, uh, this is going on. Just figured I'd let y'all know that, um, you know, what had happened. And uh, so uh, then I was getting, I guess I'd been there about six hours, and uh, it, it was storming real bad that day, and I was loading at, a, at an oil company. And didn't know this, but they will not load trucks or do anything with it lightning or what have you. And like I said, we were, there was a storms tornadoes all that crap going on down there and uh, so i ended up being there uh i believe it was 
12 and a half hours. You know, but I kept uh, um, I kept dispatch and customer service in the loop. And, of course, uh, you know, they were calling and checking on stuff. And, um, you know, I mean, wasn't anything I could do about it, you know. Uh, uh, matter of fact, one time before that I had been there, the place had caught on fire. Uh, I had just backed into the door, and here comes the fire, fire department. Uh, and, of course, they ran us all off because, uh, I mean, it's a place where they actually bottle oil. So... Um, you know, but uh, had no idea that uh, the lightning is what was holding, you know, the bad storms in the area was what was holding everything up. And it, it has to, I don't remember what it was, but it has to light, not lightning for so many minutes before they'll ever uh, start loading trucks again. So, um, yeah. But like I said, you know, called uh, dispatch. Um, uh, you know, they were communicating with customer service and um, they got to, uh, you know, uh, kept everybody in the loop, and uh, of course I got paid to sit all day. So. Yep. So uh, the next thing that we're going to talk about is time management. So everything that we've talked about uh, previously will take uh, less time if you manage your time properly. Just, you know, sit down for a second and think about what you're going to do, come up with a plan, rather than just, you know, reacting to everything. That's that's one good way to uh, manage your time and make sure you're not, you're not running around chasing your tail. But we have a, a couple of other tips for you for uh, practicing good time management. Uh, the first one is don't drive during peak hours. So this comes back to trip planning. We did a show on trip planning. You can go back and look at our previous shows, find the trip planning show, and you can listen to that. So when you're doing your trip planning and your senior are going to be going through, through, a, through a major city, try to figure out a way that you won't be going through that major city during rush hour, either if you can get through there before rush hour or get through there after rush hour, whatever it is that you have to do. Um, one thing that I did, I was on a dedicated run, and I went through Atlanta uh, once a week, sometimes twice a week, depending. But going the particular direction that I was going during the time of the week that I was going and the time of the day, it was just terrible. I mean, it could take up to four hours to get through. The traffic was that bad. I'm sure it's worse now. But um, what I would do is we always gave ourselves a pretty good cushion. So we had plenty of extra time, and by the time we got to Atlanta, we were only like, you know, four or five hours from our delivery, so we were pretty close. So what I would do is I wouldn't take my half-hour break until I got to the rest area that was uh, just outside of Atlanta. I think it was like an hour away from Atlanta or something like that. So I would stop there, and I would take my half-hour break there, but it would be an hour because I would usually get there about 6 o'clock, and rush hour uh, lasted, you know, between, you know, 3 and 7 and 8, you know, depending. So I figured I was always pretty safe if I went through Atlanta at about 7 o'clock or after 7 o'clock. So I would spend an hour in that rest area, you know, got my half-hour break with a little extra on the side, and then I would take off, and I would go through Atlanta and breeze right through. Spending that hour in the rest area saved me three hours from sitting in traffic. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, it's um, you know, I run around the Chicago area a lot, and you know, I've kind of learned when to run through what roads I can run through, and and when okay, it's, you know, it's it's time to hit the truck stop. I, you know, you're, you're we're done for a while. You know, traffic's going to be a complete cluster, and I'm, I'm not going to get anywhere. So, yeah, I, you know, uh, I do the exact same thing. Uh, of course, I try to avoid Atlanta. I'm not Atlanta. I try to avoid Chicago during those times. But, you know, it happens where I um, get loaded a little later than I wanted to or whatever. And, uh, you know, just something you got to deal with. Um, another thing uh, – you know, don't stop every five minutes. I, and I'm sure that um, uh, if you've been out here any length of time at all, everybody's seen this. Um, I, well, matter of fact, I got a little story that I could tell. Uh, we were uh, uh, Becky and I were still teaming, and um, was moseying along, and um, there was a overdimensional, oversized load, and he was pulling a huge sailboat. And this guy uh, passed me uh, probably five or six times that day. And it, it was almost like he was drag racing from truck stop to truck stop. And uh, finally, right there at the end of the day, we were gonna, I was going to pull into this uh, truck stop. We were going to change drivers, eat dinner, or what have you. Well, he had passed me just – couldn't have been but a mile or two before the exit. He had passed me again. He got off there, pulled in there. To spend the night. As I'm pulling in the parking lot, he's backing in the hole. I ran, um, like I said, I, saw, I mean, I'd seen him that morning, so we'd ran about the same distance all day. I ran 60 miles an hour all day, and we went the same distance, and I promise you I burned, um, I probably burned half the fuel he did. Um, you know, because, I mean, he would pass me at 75 or 80, and, it, you know, it didn't save me any time. I mean, he actually beat me to where he was going to spend the night by, uh, you know, a couple of minutes. So, um, you know, I always try to drive uh, three or four hours at least before I stop. Every now and then uh, uh, PJ wants to get out or something like that, and, I'll, you know, I may have to stop early for her. But, you know, most times she can ride five or six hours before she starts wanting out of the truck. So... Um, you know, I try to do that, try to, uh, you know, keep rolling, uh, you know, stay with my, uh, my trip plan for the day, uh, keep rolling and then, uh, run three or four hours, maybe five, uh, you know, and then stop, take a little, take a little break. Um, usually we usually take a couple of them. We usually, t- I usually take my 30 minute and then we usually take about a 15 minute or so, get out and stretch our legs and run around, play ball or whatever we're going to do. And uh, and then back in the truck and rolling. Yep. So uh, that's uh, go ahead. That's the uh, yeah. Th- those are the two biggest things there when it comes to manage your t- managing your time while you're driving is trying to avoid traffic and uh, uh, try to schedule your stops. You know, you don't have to drive 80 miles an hour uh, even. As company drivers, you can't anyways. So if you if you schedule your stops and you don't stop every five minutes, you know, you don't have to get like a 40-ounce, you know, thing of soda or coffee or whatever and then stop at every rest area you see. Uh, you know, 
be smart about it. Drive about three or four hours, take a break, and then get on the road again, and uh, that'll be the best way to handle your day and get the most out of your time. So on the, the same topic of time management, you have your logs. So we have electronic logs versus legal paper logs, okay? We're going to talk about legal paper logs. Now, overall, electronic logs are more efficient time-wise than paper logs because paper logs, you have to do everything in 15-minute blocks, um, and electronic logs are minute-by-minute. So you're going to save tons of time in tons of places. Now, depending on what rules your company has, say your pre-trip, okay? Uh, Some companies have a rule you have to log 15 minutes for your pre-trip. Some companies say just log it like you do it. And um, I know I can do a good pre-trip in 8 to 10 minutes, Uh, you know, unless your company has a rule where you have to log 15 minutes. So maybe you can do a good pre-trip in 8 to 10 minutes. It's perfectly... Um, feasible. Fueling. When you're fueling, uh, once again, you don't have to do that 15-minute block. You log it as you do it. So you could probably do a fuel up in uh, seven minutes. Uh, One little thing you want to make sure of, uh, some Qualcomm's are set where if you go on anything, off-duty, on-duty, driving, whatever it is, and it's less than four minutes, it won't count. So it won't log that time if it's logged for less than four minutes. So if you're stopped and you're doing a quick fuel, um, say like 50 gallons or something like that, just something really quick to get you to the next spot, make sure you do at least five minutes, even if it takes you less than five minutes, because you have to log it. You will get in trouble if you only did a three-minute fuel and the Qualcomm doesn't record it. Uh, then your company is going to be calling you saying you didn't log your fuel. So make sure you get at least five minutes. So we'll get recorded. Been there, done that one. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, Russ. Talk about what happened to you. Oh, uh, well, I got a a splash of fuel, and, of course, I I turned turned the log on, uh, put it on fueling and what have you, and uh, anyway, jumped back in the truck, pulled forward real quick, and reached over and turned the logbook off. And it was, um, you know, it was four minutes. So it didn't count. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of days later, I said, hey, you got fuel and you didn't log it. And, um, you know, and then, of course, I'm sitting there going, what? You know, I mean, I always, you know, log it. And finally, I got to thinking about it. Yeah, I had gotten a splash of fuel and didn't let, didn't let the uh, uh, electronic log go five minutes. So... Mm-hmm. But yep. I can I can usually top off uh, I can usually top off my tanks um, in seven. You know I can usually get right. you know a full tank of fuel in seven. So but go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to go on with some more tips for uh, maximizing your logs. Uh, one thing you can do is if you uh, roll into the truck stop that you're going to stop in that night and you need fuel, don't get fuel before you park. What you want to do is you want to go ahead and park, do your post trip, um, and then in the morning, go ahead and go on duty for your pre-trip. Uh, do your pre-trip, stay on duty, go over to the fuel island, fuel, and you can do. You have two boxes in your electronic logs for two different comments. So you can go on duty for 15 minutes, and you can call that a pre-trip 
and fuel. So you can get that all that done in one block. That's maximizing your time when you're on electronic logs. So that's that's another tip yeah. for you. Um, another, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I, yeah, I, uh, I do that uh, uh, fairly regular. Well, you know, I'll fuel and yeah, it, uh, it, and and run around and, and do my pre-trip because I mean I'm gonna have my hood and everything open anyway, you know, ticking under the hood and oil and so on and so forth and um, so yeah, I I do that pretty regular. Yep, it's a good way to maximize your uh, hours of service. Uh, another thing for electronic logs. It is going to keep you running on drive until you click yourself off duty. So when you roll off the off ramp, you turn to the truck stop or the rest area or whatever it might be, um, and you're rolling around, it's going to keep you on drive that entire time. So you want to, as soon as it's safe, you get into the parking lot, as soon as it's safe and you're not in anybody's way, click over that logbook and get yourself off duty. Save yourself that time. All right, well, we got about uh, six minutes left in the show, and we've pretty much covered uh, all the notes. And, you know, I had a thought, Russ, uh, while you were talking about maintenance and stuff. I think that would actually be a good uh, show topic. I think we should focus one of the shows on stuff you can fix yourself, and maybe you can help explain uh, what you can do to fix stuff without rolling into the shop. Another good way to save time. Get Keep rolling down the road. Yep. That that may be a good show to uh, uh, get uh, Chris or Chad to come on and uh, talk about some of that too. Or you know what? Or or some other drivers. I mean, there's um, I'm I'm no mechanic by any means, but you know if um, if there's something out here I could fix, that's you know I get under there and fix it. Um, but yeah, that might be a good deal to bring on uh, uh, Chris or Chad or something like that and. Uh, help explain some of the simple things you can do. Um, you know, uh, like mud flaps, I don't know how many times I floor off a mud flap out here. You know, you back up uh, at the truck stop, and um, mud flap will catch a curb, get against your tire, and you rip it off. Um, right. You know, I, fi- I fixed those many times. I mean, simple hand tools, and, um, you know, and you can fix it. So, but, yeah, yep. that uh, that definitely may be a good show. I don't guess we've had any calls. Any calls or comments? Uh, actually, somebody, somebody just—it looks like it looks like somebody just now pressed one, so we might have a caller right here at the end of the show, so you and I can talk for a minute while Becky is screening their call. Okay. But yeah, I had that when you were talking about you know, oh, I can fix this and I can fix that. It's like, well, we have some other stuff we want to cover, so we can't explain it. But yeah, we could definitely do a whole show on uh, maintenance you can do yourself. Right. Yeah, uh, you know, I've, I've even, um, you know, had to swap belts out here, um, blown off hoses, uh, you know, a- anything fairly simple that I think I can fix, I'm I'm usually going to try to fix it and um, try to save that dollar. And, you know, and, uh, and if nothing else, I mean, even in the company trucks, you know, I wanted to save the time. I didn't want to sit on the side of the road and wait on a uh, – uh, service truck to come out and, and uh, fix it when, you know, a uh, couple of minutes of uh, cussing and wrenching, and I can have it fixed. So, <laughs> Yeah, the cussing is a prerequisite. Uh, it's 
required. It goes faster. Yeah, driving in Atlanta, you know, driving in Chicago, wrenching on a truck, that's, yeah, it's it's almost required. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like it's almost required. Yeah. um, Yeah. um, All right. Let me go ahead and give out a little information while we're waiting on the call to be screened. Um, We have a Facebook page. It is Trucking 101 on Audio Road. So uh, go ahead and go over to Facebook, uh, check out Trucking 101 on Audio Road, and give us a like. If you are an experienced driver, please share our podcast with new drivers. There is a pinned post on the Facebook page with a link to all of our episodes so you can share it easily. Please help us get the word out. Um, You can reach us through Let's Truck at 855-800-FUEL or email support at letstruck.com. Okay, so we have a caller on the line. Just got a couple of minutes here. Um, Charlie in Oregon has uh, some advice. Hi, Charlie. You're on the Hello, air. Guys. Hi, guys. Um, you guys Hi. both know me. Anyway, um, with the uh, Amelie Demercer, with the JJ Keller locks, if you go off-duty and move the truck within five minutes, It'll kick you back on duty and back into driving. Hmm. Wow. I know. But but anyway, yeah. So I I just wanted to mention that because if there's a new guy trying that, he's going to get like his, his proverbial boob and a ringer with that one. Right. Good tip. Thanks yeah. very much. Yeah. Okay, guys. That's all I really had. Good show. Like it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yes. All right. You will. Thank you. All right. Give me a call sometime, Russ. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Uh huh. Bye. Okay. Yeah, that was Charlie. Uh, good advice. Thank you very much, Charlie. So right there at the end of the show, got that little tip in. Um, just going to share the other podcast really quick, and then we'll go ahead and end the show. Um, rolling toe comes on every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's a good show. Call into that. Uh, that's with Mike and Kevin Beckett. They have a lot of good information. Trucking with Authority with host Kenny Long is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rates and Lanes with Rico Muhammad is Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. And Destination Health with Kevin Rutherford and Kim Cockerham is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, I want to close out the show with a quote from one of our favorite best-selling authors, Larry Wingett. Do what you do enough to become excellent at it. Otherwise, you don't. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you next week. <laughs>